Wondering how to take the first step on your move to Raleigh? The Revision Relocation Cast has got your back. Listen every month for new tips and tricks from relocation experts local to the area, and remember to stay revision on your short-term trips to Raleigh. Welcome to the Revision Raleigh Relocate Cast, your number one source for relocating to the Raleigh area. Today, I'm joined by Amy Howard, a millennial-aged home buyer from Raleigh, and Ken Pinkowski, Revision's Chief Product Officer. We're going to speak a little bit about Amy's home buying experience during this year and Ken's expertise on cultural shifts and patterns that can occur to an area's housing market. Uh, so we'll start with a few introductions first. Amy, why don't you go first? Hi, my name is Amy. Uh, I have lived in the Raleigh area since 2005. Um, I currently live in a townhouse that I purchased with my husband back in 2009, and we are looking to um, to purchase uh, a larger home. The pandemic kind of got us a little bit uh, stir crazy in this small, small space, and we have realized that we need something bigger. And Ken, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Hello, I'm Ken Pankowski, and I lead product and brand development for Revision. I've been involved with Revision since the project inception, and my responsibilities range from marketing and design to guest experience. So today we're going to start with speaking to Amy about her Raleigh home buying experience. So Amy, uh, what part of the home buying process are you currently in? So uh, we are actually in the, we have uh, put in an offer on a house and it was uh, accepted. And right now we are going through the loan approval process. So I want to understand the home buying process a little bit more from your perspective. So when did you start looking for a home? Was it near the beginning of the pandemic? Did it kind of coincide with that big Raleigh boom that we all saw? So we started looking uh, in July, actually. And this is the um, this is actually the second house that we we're actually under contract for. So we were a little bit hesitant to kind of share the news. Um, our initial home that we had um, gone under contract for ended up having a lot of issues uh, during the inspection and it was a little bit too much for us and we decided to pull out of the deal. Um, so we had, uh, you know, we had a few more months of, of looking at homes before we uh, finally found uh, this home, which checks all of our boxes. Um, and uh, we put in an offer uh, and we, we did have to put in an offer that was higher than asking. It was about 10 grand over asking um, and we were fortunate enough to have it accepted. Um, and actually uh, something interesting about the offer was um, my realtor actually wanted us to offer 30 grand over asking, but I was not willing to pay that much for the house. So I put in the lower offer and it got accepted. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that. That's definitely something to celebrate. And also pretty much everything you just said sounds like a verbatim description of all of the stories that you hear right now um, with home buying processes, the, the inspection process not going the way you hope it to, the, the over asking price bid and um, the, the several, or in your case, just one um, contract kind of falling through. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what are some of the neighborhoods that you were looking at in Raleigh? Um, think, you know, there's North Raleigh, Midtown, Downtown. Um, what, and what were the appealing factors for each? So we were, we were looking all over. We definitely wanted to cast like a wide net because we knew that we'd be looking, uh, for a while. Um, and we wanted to keep all of our options open. Um, so we were looking at several neighborhoods in Raleigh. One of them was Brentwood. One of them was Northcliffe. Um, and then we were also looking at some areas of Durham as well. Um, and really the factors were um, 
you know, like I really value like walkability. Um, you know, my husband was also looking at commute times um, for his position, for his job. Um, we were also looking for, you know, a community that was safe. So we were looking at crimes, crime statistics. Um, so those were, those were just some of the things that we were looking at. And, you know, as far as like criteria for a home, um, we wanted one that was larger than the one that we have now. Um, we were looking at homes that were about 1500 to 1900 square feet, three bedrooms. Um, and we also wanted like a nice outdoor space that we could enjoy. What were some of the biggest challenges in your home buying experience this year? Some of the biggest challenges were definitely, um, you know, we had, you, you have very little time to make a decision. You were only able to look at the house once. Um, you know, a lot of times your time is limited at the house. Like you, we're not home inspectors. We don't like think of all the things to like look at and check, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um, so it's like, you know, it, it's, it's a large purchase and you're forced to make a decision in a very, very small window because then there were several homes that we, you know, were like, oh, you know, I think I want to make an offer on this. I remember there was one home where we were, we were prepared to make an offer, but I had two questions and I had tried to get my questions answered and I never got my questions answered and then the house went under contract before I could do anything so it was like how dare I ask questions <laughs> about a large purchase that's so shocking <laughs> a lot of what is happening this year is so counterintuitive to you know the the actual conceit of buying a home which is again a huge financial <laughs> undertaking and it's so many people yeah. just making snap decisions because like you have to uh, so many people are in a point where they're prepared to buy a home it doesn't matter really what the market's looking like because it's time for them and they're having to do all these like I said very counterintuitive things to get the home that they want and lucky for you you found a home that actually checked all of your boxes which I feel like is maybe half of that side of the story of the home buyer in this uh this kind of crazy time um so during this process I know you mentioned the the you, you know you couldn't get questions that you had about a home that you're buying asked were there any parts of the process that you found to be way more difficult than you expected before you began your home search and how was that more difficult so really, um, you know, I'm probably going to be repeating myself a little bit here, but I did not expect to have to make a decision in, t in such a tight time frame. Um, you know, when back in 2009, when we bought, originally bought our townhome. I mean, we looked at this townhome at, at, like at least twice. You know, I brought my parents over. You know, we thought about it long and hard. Um, you know, we were able to like learn about the neighborhood and stuff like that before we actually like made the decision. Definitely not prepared to like have to first of all like go see houses as quickly as possible. Um, you know, for example, if if it was if it was Monday and I saw a house that I wanted to see and it was like already on the market, I had to get there. Uh, within, you know, a day or two. Yeah. Otherwise I would miss out on the house. And actually I, uh, one of the reasons I think we got the house that we got was that we had, we had seen that it was coming soon. And I told my realtor, I want to look at this house the day it goes on the market. And we, the day it went on the market, we were the first appointment. Um, and we got in our offer that day. So, um, you know, so I think that that was a, a big reason for, you know, we kind of already, we had kind of figured out that the earlier we could get in to see it, the, the better the chances were that we would be able to get an offer in. Yeah, that sounds like that is key, just getting in the front door first. So I've never been a homeowner, but even the past few years trying to rent in Raleigh has been kind of the same way. It's a completely different beast, but just the idea of like, you have to be the first one to see it or, or you have to be prepared or it's not going to, it's not going to work out for you. And you might be left without a place <laughs> to call home. But um, so from all of this, 
all of this kind of this hectic process that I'm very happy that you kind of got at least uh, the, the first part, which is finding and putting the offer in and getting it approved and having uh, or going through the loan approval process. Um, are there any tips that you can give to people within your age group, your generation that are moving within Raleigh? Because we're seeing, you know, the, the home buyer age is now with the, that generation is now millennial rather than generations from before. And we're not seeing, you know, the, the newest generation come into that age where they're prepared to take over that financial responsibility. So, um, yeah. What would you say to a colleague that is wanting to move within Raleigh or move completely to Raleigh from out of state or from out of town? What would you, what was, what is a good tip that you would give them? The first tip that I would give them is to definitely be patient. Um, and also realize that, you know, you might not get everything that you want in a home, um, and be prepared to make that quick decision, um, by finding out as much as you can before, you know, before you actually go to the house, uh, you know, and, and before you actually view the house and, you know, have a good realtor that's able to kind of help you point out potential issues, um, you know, and stuff like that. Somebody that can help you, uh, you know, kind of know what you're getting into before you actually buy the house because no house is going to be perfect. Uh, all houses are going to mm-hmm. have some issues. Um, and also, you know, uh, you know, it, 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 it sucks to say this, but like, also you, you might lose some money. Like we did lose a little bit of money um, on that house that uh, we originally were under contract for. Um, you know, we lost our due diligence money. You know, of course we paid, we had already paid for the inspection and everything. So, you know, just know that that's definitely something that might happen. Uh, also don't do anything that you're not comfortable with. Like, like I said earlier, my realtor had suggested making an offer that was 30 grand over and I was not comfortable with that. So I said no. And I went with an offer I was comfortable with. So, and, you know, I was, you know, we were fortunate enough to, that that offer actually got accepted. Um, but I was also comfortable with the outcome of it not being accepted and you just have to be patient. Right. I feel like, yeah, what you mentioned of having a good realtor on your side is really important because, you know, the support system in, in this weird market that we're facing, you got to have one. Having a good realtor, having that good inspector, having, you know, like you said, you brought your parents along to view the house, having that support system, I think, when you're making these snap decisions, I think is also very key. Um, but thank you for sharing that, Amy. So we're going to pivot to Ken now and kind of talk to him about these patterns that he's noticed um, and, and the, the shape of the market to come in Raleigh. Um, so Ken, my first question for you is, have you observed any patterns that are unique to the millennial home buyer, kind of like what Amy was talking about? Yeah, definitely. I would say if we go back about a decade in Raleigh, your choice really was to live with the trade-off of either being downtown and having that experience or living outside the Beltline in the suburbs. Uh, today, there are quality experiences of downtown that are being replicated in a lot of these other neighborhoods around Raleigh. Uh, and a lot of the conveniences that we normally associate uh, with, uh, with the suburban setting are adjusting to fit in downtown. And that's really being driven by the millennial home buyer whose mindset's very urban, but their evolving lifestyle fits better in a suburban setting. So there are lots of neighborhoods outside downtown that have craft breweries, artisanal restaurants, and boutique shopping. And at the same time, downtown Raleigh has seen an explosion of residential units, grocery stores, and family-oriented activities. So millennial home buyers really don't want to sacrifice. And today in Raleigh, you sacrifice a lot less to live where you want to live. 
Right. So Amy, you were actually mentioning some of the neighborhoods that you were looking into. Were some of the, were these neighborhoods kind of like what Ken just described where they had the perk of being, you know, in an urban environment, but also very residential feeling? Yeah, absolutely. And the neighborhood that we actually uh, are, are buying a house in has uh, a lot more walkability, um, you know, and it's, but it's also, you know, like, like a neighborhood, you know, so it's not downtown, but you know, there, there are things that I could, there are stores and restaurants that I would be able to walk to. Um, there's also a park. Um, so that's, you know, those, those were the, those are definitely two things that appealed to me about this particular location. Right. I think that's what is most unique about Raleigh as kind of an up and coming city is that you can truly have it all in terms of having a residential experience while also kind of blending that urban lifestyle in. So Kent, what are the three to five most important things that current home buyers are looking for in their next home? I think uh, there's really not one answer to that question, and uh, it's a lot harder to fit today's home buyer into just a handful of stereotypes. The most important things are the most important things to each home buyer in the market that results in a variety of different types of products, as well as the need for flexibility in any particular product. And while location has always been important, neighborhood amenities and quality are more important than ever. Do they want a big box grocery store or a farmer's market? Do they grill in their backyards or do they like to go out to eat? How important is the bourbon selection at the local tavern or fair trade coffee drinks at the independent cafe? These were questions that used to concern people moving between the micro neighborhoods in Manhattan. And now we're seeing these concerns in Raleigh. So in this kind of this hybrid sense of Raleigh's real estate, where, like I said, you can kind of have it all of the the residential flavor versus the urban atmosphere, describe your ideal future of how this real estate purchasing will look. So in even hospitality, where revision is concerned, what's automated, what is, what becomes smart is everything Wi-Fi enabled because at revision here, you know, we, we take a, a strong approach towards technology first, how we can kind of streamline the things that you see in the home to your, your temporary home. Uh, yeah. So as far as the technology goes, I mean, the technology really has to be everywhere and it has to be in the background. So today, you know, people really expect to use technology to control their environment rather than using technology just for technology's sake. And that's really what we deliver at Revision is technology to really shape the environment that you want to live in. Everything from uh, the temperature of your residence uh, to how you access the front door. Uh, In the future, we want that technology to even start to anticipate and adapt to our needs. So instead of looking at technology as having smart things, we want things that have empathy, which means they really understand you and respond to what you're looking for. And that's the kind of technology-enabled experience we're pushing towards at Revision. So this conversation we're having kind of leads me to want to say revision, and this is kind of corny, but it's kind of like a micro Raleigh and that we we do blend these at-home residential conveniences where tech is becoming first, if not already first. I know that we didn't touch too much on technology in our conversation today, but I do think it is very important and kind of permeates the entire your, your not home buying process, but just kind of living process, if that makes sense. Um, and we're also, you know, situating ourselves within an up-to-date urban out atmosphere. So with that being said, Ken, can you explain how that technology at Revision is informed by these cultural shifts um, and, and how they put us honestly a cut above other short-term options? Yeah. And I think the first thing to understand is that everything else is a compromise, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. 
You know, at Revision, we built a ground up experience around the relocation guest. And that's true whether you're relocating from another city or even relocating temporarily because you're having work done on your full-time home. Because of that relentless focus on the particular needs of our guests, technology isn't an afterthought, right? Our product and brand teams built Revision to stay on the front of the technology curve. We're obsessed about designing every detail of that experience around the guest who wants the comforts of a home-like environment with the conveniences that make home away from home effortless. And we need to keep pushing on that, not just with our new properties, but with our existing ones as well. And to do that, we stay dialed into technology trends on a global scale and innovate the things that add comfort, convenience, and delight into the guest experience. And actually on that note, that wraps up today's conversation on the Relocate Cast. Ken and Amy, you provided so much great information and detail for our listeners today. It was really valuable information. So thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Thanks. It was great to be with you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Revision Raleigh Relocation Cast with your host, Claudia Phillips. To support the podcast, follow Revision Raleigh on the web at Stay Revision on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Revision Raleigh is your number one short-term apartment accommodation in Raleigh, North Carolina. Stay for 30 days and experience the value of comfort and luxury at Revision Raleigh's corporate apartments.